All right, so the question Drew and I get asked every single day is how do you start a podcast? When we were trying to get this podcast off the ground, we both had so many questions. How do I record an episode? How do I get my show into all the apps people like to listen to? And most importantly, how do we make money from our podcast? The answer is simple. Anchor. Anchor is your one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all people, it's 100% free and it's ridiculously easy to use. Even Drew can use it. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, guys, that's exactly what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast and make money doing it, go to anchor.fm slash start to join me and Drew and the whole diverse community of podcasters around the world that are already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start. We can't wait to hear your podcast. All right, you are now tuned in to the follow-through with Clips and Drew, the True Players Podcast. It is that time of the week, people, episode 62. On this episode, there's only one thing to talk about, and that's Anthony Davis. Where is he going to go? He's requested a trade. Is he going to be a Laker? Is he going to be a Raptor? Do the Celtics even have a play in this? We're going to let you know. We're going to give you all the details. We're going to give you our views. You're going to really want to listen to this episode, people. It's the follow-through with Clips and Drew. Drew just... Kick the fucking intro music. Excuse me, I didn't mean to interrupt like Mount Vesuvius. I'm about due to erupt. Use it or I'm losing it. They say I need to loosen up. Tight, I'm well taught. I must do the max like us. I do have something to say. So you got to give it up. Give it up. You never heard What up, podcast world? What's up, everybody? It's that time of the week. It's the follow through with Clips and Drew, the True Players Podcast, episode six deuce. 62. 62. It's a big one. We're recording a day early because your boy has to go get a dental implant tomorrow. Mm. I'm not looking forward to two hours in a dental chair, Drew. Yeah. Um, but we have the show must go on. Yeah. So we have to do this a day early. Plus, there's so much shit going on in the NBA right now. We have to talk Anthony Davis. We're probably going to spend a majority of this time on Anthony Davis and free agency and what's going on. But first things first. Mm-hmm. Episode 62, Drew, give me some. Tell me some. 62. Uh, so, you know, I've been, you know, we've been, we've been kind of scrounging around for different ways to uh, involve the numbers continually with these episodes. Mm-hmm. And. So I did a uh, I did I did a little historical review okay. of 1962. Okay, good year. Taking it back to 1962, simpler times. Oh, simple times. Let me paint yeah. a picture for you. Paint it. Paint it. 1962. John F. Kennedy hmm. is the president. What's his middle name? F. <laughs> oh yes, very good. Yeah, that's his, that's definitely his. I name. nailed it. Um, <laughs> during the 1962 year. Mm-hmm. Is when Marilyn Monroe sang Happy Birthday, Mr. President. Ooh, that was a good one. She sang it. How bad was Marilyn Monroe, though, for real? So she sang that to him, Mm -hmm. I think it was like in in March or in May, and then she died in August of that same year. She got too close, dog. Somebody had to take her out. It was Mrs. Kennedy. Most likely. She got the assassins. She got the goons on deck. (laughs) The average... 
price of a home. Let I me would, ask. Let me, I, let me, yeah, I would love for you to guess. Average price of 1962, a home. 1962, the 1962. average price of a home in America. $14,000. 12000 Shut the fuck up. $12,500. Okay. Okay. It was close. The average income, $5,500. Wow, dude. And like you have to make that. We have to make that a month to live in fucking California. Minimum. Where and, we live. And, and that's the funniest thing about that is that you could save up for three months and have a house. <laughs> three months. You go, oh, that's a house right there. We got it. We got it. That that didn't pan out. That didn't hold true. Do you want to guess on, on what the gallon of gas might cost? Uh, nine 19? cents. It's a little higher than that. 17 cents. It's 28 cents a gallon. I mean, it was a rough year. Nine cents? What is this, Nineteen twenty. I don't know. I, did, Excuse I, me. I, I don't know. I think when gas was invented, it was higher than nine cents a gallon. Wait, how much was it? It was 27 20, cents? 28 cents a okay. gallon. God, we would love that. Oh, my Lord. A couple, couple other little things yeah. before we actually bring this all the way back around okay. to basketball. We had the first man in space, John Glenn, okay. 1962. Big John. The Cuban Missile Crisis was I heard that was wild. Underway. My parents tell me that that shit was wild. Yeah. Uh, the first Walmart store ever, 1962. In Arkansas? Arkansas. Okay. The Beatles came out with their first song, Love Me Do. Good song. Huge, huge hit. I don't know if everyone on... I honestly list. couldn't tell you. I, I And I know the Beatles are the biggest fucking oh, thing. Oh, no, they're great. I love I the Beatles. Yeah, but I, I, I couldn't name you five know, songs. Oh, really? No. I wasn't raised could, on the you Beatles. Could, you could hear that. I'd hear it and, and know, know what the Beatles they, is. Right, yes. Right, right. Yes. Uh, and then Andy Warhol's Soup, the Campbell Soup painting. 62? That same year. 1962. Really? Big, iconic. Big, just a big year in general. It was the same year that uh, uh, the, the late night talk show, Johnny Carson took over the talk show for, for the, the Tonight Show. In 62? 1962. Wow. Yeah, a lot of, lot of good stuff. A lot of good stuff. Simpler but times, like you said. In 1962, the NBA Finals matchup was between no other than the Boston Celtics and the Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, the Celtics won in a seven-game series 4-3. to three. Bill Russell averaged 23 points and 27 rebounds during that series. Elgin Baylor mm-hmm. averaged 40 points and 18 rebounds a game. See? And Jerry West averaged 31 points We talk game. about Elgin all the time, and I don't think people get it. What, what is the stat again? 40 and 18? He averaged 41, 40 points and 18 rebounds Jeez. a game in the final series. Uh, Let that sink in, people. It's pretty tremendous. <laughs> and um, so that's all really nice. Uh, and it's just cool facts. Mm-hmm. But I dug a little bit deeper, oh, and, I, deeper. and I went to players that have scored – 62 points exactly 62 points in their career okay and it's a short list there's not that many people in general that have scored over 60 we've talked about that in the past did Melo get 62 or 61 carmelo anthony in 2014 okay against the uh, uh while he was on the knicks mm-hmm. 62 points okay kobe bryant kobe of course 2006 season against the mavericks 62 points tracy mcgrady for the orlando magic in 2004 against the wizards and then Will Chamberlain did it six times throughout his career, sixty-two point six times. That's you know. That's interesting. So I think the list is <clears throat> the player that we choose should be off of that list. And you know, going they're that, all fucking Lakers again. No, no, most Me- of them. Mello and well, just yeah. Kobe. Well, T Mac ain't had one yet. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. It, it should be between Mello and Tracy McGrady. And I would love to give the nod mm. to Tracy. I don't see us revisiting Tracy anytime soon. I'm one of the biggest Tracy McGrady fans, yes. Yeah. I think he's getting bitter in, in his analyst years. Yeah. But... I th- well, I think he looks at this league and goes, why didn't I play? Why was I born 10 years earlier <laughs> right. than this? 
because he would he would terrorize people out he here. would he'd be getting the same numbers harden's getting i think so and and um so yeah tracy mcgrady let's nod to t-mac then 62 points in 2004 against the washington wizards in a victory gives you the episode well that's what it is then it's the t-mac episode but i want to go back because i was talking about the stat that yeah you know you had brought up the lakers and celtics and what in 1962 that was the finals 1962. 1962 so i got uh right before the podcast started my boy sent me this stat from night on this day in 1960 the philadelphia warriors played the boston celtics right yeah wilt chamberlain listen to this line wilt chamberlain had 43 points 39 rebounds Bill Russell had 20 points and 24 rebounds. Huge game for both of them, right? And then it goes on to say that in 94 regular season games against each other, Wilt and Bill, yeah. Russell's team won 57. So Russell won 57 of the uh, 94 times that they played each other. Yeah, that's pretty good. So kudos to Bill Russell, which we've talked about a lot on this podcast. We've talked about Elgin Baylor a lot on this podcast, too. But anyways, T-Mac, it's yours. Yeah. Uh, we got to dive into this, Drew. Yeah. As of yesterday, Anthony Davis has requested a trade from the New Orleans Pelicans. This is not a shocker, but it's kind of shocker on the timing right now. I'm already sick and tired of talking about Anthony Davis, whether it's at the gym, whether it's with Drew, whether it's on social media, because that's all anybody's talking about. It's the biggest news in sports. Right it now. is the biggest news in sports, and I think we're getting, I think we're getting uh, led astray a okay. little bit. All right. Just because now this shit came out yesterday, and now every media outlet has the breaking news on it. Oh well, oh, he's sure. going to be a Laker. Oh no, well Boston's making a play. Toronto's making a play. We need to sit back and really think about this. He's demanded a trade. Mm -hmm. He has a brand new house in L.A. I think it's obvious that he wants to be in Los Angeles, right? And yeah. You, and you've talked about it for a long time. Yeah. But the Pelicans said that we're going to do this on our terms, and we're not going to be forced to do this. Right. First of all, I don't know if anybody's been uh, knows the language as far as the Rose Rule goes. There's a reason why the Boston Celtics right. cannot trade for um, Anthony Davis right now, even though they have a lot of assets, they have a lot of picks. They might have a better, they might have a better uh, package than the Los Angeles Lakers at this point. They might, they might, but we're going to get into detail with this. So I want Drew to explain exactly what the Rose Rule is and why uh, the Boston Celtics cannot trade at this moment. Right, preach, Drew. So they named the Rose Rule after Derrick Rose. The rule allows a player finishing his rookie contract to make. 30% of a team's salary cap, uh, which was uh, brought up from 25. It was previously set at 25, but it jumped up to 30%. If he's been voted an all-star twice, starter twice, been voted twice for all-NBA, or has won an MVP award. So, obviously, Anthony Davis fits that mold. He's been an all-star. Minus the MVP. Well, no, you don't have to have all. It's just any of right, those. Right, right. He's all-NBA. He's been all, but any of those mm -hmm. are, are what you qualify the criteria you, for qualifies that. you for mm -hmm. the Rose Rule, and the reason that Anthony Davis cannot be acquired by a trade by the Celtics right now is because you cannot have acquired two Rose Rule players via trade, and Kyrie's one of them. Kyrie is a Rose Rule player that they acquired via trade. But he is a free agent and, and assumingly is going to resign with the Celtics or leave and go somewhere else. And so they can't actually trade for Anthony Davis until uh, Kyrie signs, signs his 
other deal. Or or he just becomes Ex- a free agent extension. July 1st. Yeah, 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 exactly. So, but that the it can be as early as June because that's I think when he can accept the the extension. Okay. So, that's the breakdown as to why Boston specifically cannot trade for Anthony Davis right now before the trade deadline. They have to wait until the season end and then they can put their best offer. Which might be too late. I mean, well, it- this is this is really where it gets a little interesting. I mean, it's it's a very interesting idea that the NBA had to regulate this. Like it seems out of nowhere that this rule is in place. And I don't quite understand the reasoning behind forcing teams to not trade for players like this other than it gives the home team, the the, the team that would be losing that player a chance uh to hold on to him for a specific longer amount of time and offer him the most amount of money. But the rule itself to me lacks any real merit because I don't really see the reasoning behind it. Uh, I understand the good part of the Rose rule is that it made that player eligible to earn more money, but the whole restricting of the trade thing just seems a little strange. So I think the whole CBA is strange to me. Well, there's yeah, a lot. There's, there's a lot of legal stuff and 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 stuff that that and looking into goes it. Into that. I mean, it's it's all for the players. Like that CBA is definitely. Oh yeah. For the players, and well, you- I mean, the NBA is billions of dollars every year, and it's only fair that that you know the players are getting paid a crazy amount of money, but the league is bringing in an even crazier amount of money. So that revenue share system that they have seems to be fair. Uh, as far as the way that they're distributing the wealth. I mean, I don't see too many NBA players complaining about their paychecks. As much as I'm really passionate about this topic with Anthony Davis, I think it's great that he said, I'm not going to resign with you guys. Yeah. So Gave this them, is your opportunity to trade me. It was straightforward. Mm-hmm. He didn't like leave them in the lurch. And he said it was due to the fact there's a lot. I mean, we're hearing a whole bunch of different shit. I don't know what's true. I don't know what isn't true. Um, I think AD started this season with his intentions to be on the Pelicans. They started off really hot. Me and you were really big on him. And then injuries and then shit just wasn't really panning out. He's hurt currently right now. He also said that the city of New Orleans is, is spends more time and more money uh, promoting the Saints, which is That's the factual. same owners. It's factual. It's it factual. is what it is. Yeah. And New Orleans isn't, I mean. They're a football town. They are. They are. But he gave them. Uh, you know, unlike LeBron and unlike kind of KD at that, you know, he let them know that like, I'm not resigning. Right. So, but he also says with the stipulation to, I want to go to Los Angeles. We haven't heard this from, that's not confirmed from the mouth of Anthony Davis or Rich Paul yet. I don't it's think it's been leaked, but well, we don't know how, how realistic. I think is. this isn't a shock to the Pelicans, no matter what, once he's, once he signed with clutch, yeah. I think we, I think the Pelicans took that into consideration mm-hmm. and said, all right, well, he's connected to LeBron. Uh, as of today, if you guys didn't know, like, uh, Anthony Davis has been fined 50 grand, uh, because for, of Rich Paul's comments, because of the comments. And you can't make these comments. That breaks like, a CBA rule that we were talking about, all the different stipulations and rules in the CBA. That's one of the, the CBA agreements. Well, I can read rules. you. I have the official statement from the NBA. So. Uh, New Orleans Pelicans forward uh, Anthony Davis has been fined $50,000 by the NBA for violating a collectively bargained rule prohibiting players or their representatives from making public trade demands. The fine is for statements that were made by Davis's agent, Rich Paul, in an intentional effort to undermine the c- contractual relationship between Davis and the Pelicans. Right. Now, with that being said, 
Fifty grand is a drop in the bucket for somebody. Not making, a, it's a slap on the wrist, and it's probably a write off for an agency if you think about it. Take the fine, you know what I mean? It's not even a question. It's not a problem. What it does is it opens the gates to like, all right, I'll take the fifty grand. Let's get this trade done. I'll take the L. Uh, let's let him know that we want to go to the Lakers or wherever. We, we don't necessarily know where he wants to go. We don't know that yet. There's a lot of assumptions. So what I want to do is I've kind of I've I've come up with a couple different scenarios for teams that uh, fit essentially could fit the standard that he seems to be looking for, right? The statements made uh, allude that he wants to contend for a championship consistently in a big market. So that limits... Who doesn't, though? That limits the teams. That limits the teams pretty significantly. Um, so the teams that I have on deck for that are the Warriors, uh, the Lakers, the Clippers, the Knicks, the Nets, and Miami. Those are my big city major market franchises those six and of those six i don't think miami has anything that that could really tempt the pelicans they could throw something in the bucket but i don't think they will i don't think they have anything the pelicans would want however the other five franchises have something to throw into the hat right so obviously the first thing we should talk about is the lakers it's the most probable destination for anthony davis at this point because boston simply can't throw their hat into the ring until the summer uh, now, the Lakers, it's been said that they're going to have to offer what I've, what I've seen, and you can, uh, you can let me know if, if you've seen something different. The Lakers would have to offer uh, Kyle Kuzma, Lonzo Ball, Ivan Zubats, and a first-round pick in order to get Anthony Davis. And Ingram. No. That's what I've, that, what I've read is it's those four things. That's what I've read uh, in reports. Again, this is all speculation, I guess, because the Pelicans haven't come out. There hasn't been a representative that says this, but that's what I've been heard. That's what I have heard has been reported. Obviously, other reports have been they want Alonzo Ingram and Kuzma, uh, and a first or second round. And, um, here are my thoughts on that. I think Anthony Davis is a tremendous talent. When he's able to stay on the floor, he is what top five, definitely top 10 players in the NBA arguably top five player in the NBA. And I think the dynamic that he would bring to the Laker franchise alongside LeBron would be franchise-altering situation for the Lakers. Why? Why do you say that? I, I'm, I'm really curious about this. In order to get Anthony Davis, the Lakers will have to get rid of their three, probably three. I, first of all, the Pelicans should go for the whole bag. If you want, If you want the best trade value for... Anthony Davis, give me all of them. I right. want Kuzma, Ingram, and Lonzo. Zubach is great. He's been uh uh what, it, what it highlighted the past two weeks. We've seen like what he's good good at, and like this kid's actually pretty good. I want the whole bag and a pick. Okay, I hear you. So you get rid of the whole farm. I don't think the Lakers are going to have to give up all three, especially if this actually comes out as being truthful that his desired destination is the Lakers, that leverages everything in the Lakers' favor. Because this is where it gets a little tricky. We could wait until free agency and go from there because we know that he wants to come to the Lakers. But we waited for Paul George, and he ended up biting, biting us in the ass and staying in OKC. So I do think the Lakers are going to make a move for this now. I think they're going to make a play to get Anthony Davis here as quick as possible to eliminate any other possibilities of Boston uh, or any other teams coming up with scenarios that would intrigue him. And I'm going to get into those teams you know, here in a second. 
But I do think that you can, at this point, I think you can get away with, if you're the Lakers, giving them just two of our top three. And I include Josh Hart in that. So, I, you know, there's a four, four young players that the Lakers have that are prized assets. It's Alonzo, Hart, Kuzma, Ingram. Zubak. Zubats is fine. I'm, but I'm fine with getting rid of him in this deal. No problem. Okay. Like you can have Zubats. Okay. I'm not, I'm not really stressing that. Okay. I would like to keep two of those four that I mentioned. And then any other combination of players that they want, go ahead and take your pick. See, I don't, that's I just, totally fine. I don't think the Pelicans would do that. I think it's, they want the whole bag. Anthony Davis is that guy that's right. worth it. My question to you though is look, Drew, how do you get rid of these guys and then expect to win a, a, a title? LeBron, Anthony Davis, and then who the fuck are you going to have? You got so, KCP. You got no shooters whatsoever. 70% of Anthony Davis's point. Yes, he can shoot. He yeah. can, he stretched it out. He can shoot a three. 70% of his shots are at the rim. Okay. Two points. LeBron's not the greatest shooter in the world either. Mm-hmm. LeBron has notoriously, uh, turned big men into stretch fours. Big men haven't wanted to play with him. Chris Bosch turned into a stretch four. Kevin Love has turned into a stretch four. LeBron has never played with a dominant big man or a really good big man ever. What he's played good with is shooters around him. I just don't feel that the Lakers giving up all this young talent that you guys have drafted, trained, molded, fit into this Luke system, and we're going to get rid of them for a guy who has won one playoff series in seven years, his numbers are great. 25, 12, and two and a half, I think it is, that he gets. He, he misses approximately like 13 to 15 games a year, which I don't think is that bad. I think players miss games. He had uh, early, early problems with that, but he's, he's gotten a lot tougher. So yeah, he's, he has. He's, he's more healthy now. He's gotten healthy, but throughout history, big men normally don't get healthier. They normally, you know what I mean? It kind of declines. Cowherd said something that made sense to me today. Or yesterday. And he said it's like when the Knicks got rid of the whole fucking house to get mellow, right? And the mellow comes to this organization. He's like, it's like moving into a mansion and it, there's no furniture. All there is is one chandelier and there's no furniture. So what I see is Davis coming to the Lakers and there being no furniture. That's Except, what I think. So I guess LeBron is the mansion at that point then? I just, what is LeBron in that scenario? So, okay, again, LeBron and LeBron is the pool in the back. No, I think, no, I get what you're saying, but we're, we're, we're talking about an aging LeBron. Okay, who's in his 17th year in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Anthony Davis is still young. Yeah. But you have this core of players who have such a really good bright side. I mean, all the, all the, all the comments that we get on our page and like when I'm talking to anybody, all Laker fans want to keep Kuzma, but I'm sorry in this deal, Kuzma is going to be gone. I think the only guy you might keep is fucking Ingram because his trade value went down a little bit. And I'm fine and with that. I, I, and I would be too because he has a bright side too. And in the beginning of the season, like LeBron and him kind of had a really good, mm-hmm. a, a good thing. I just don't think he, you're surrounded with enough players. You, what you're surrounded with, say you get rid of this young talent, is you're surrounded by a bunch of NBA vets that are on one-year deals. You got Rondo. You which got is, Beasley. Which means cap space. Cap space to get which more. Which means we can go get more players. True. So, so there was a lot to unpack in that, in, in what you went through there. Mm-hmm. So I'll try and do my best. When it comes to giving up young talent, I think it's worth giving up those young talented players that haven't, that are, that are promising, but are not delivering. Uh, it's not like we have a uh, Kuzma or Ingram or Lonzo out here playing the way that Donovan Mitchell played last year. 
None of those guys are doing it. Kuzma shows flashes. Ingram shows flashes. Lonzo is a good basketball player. But when it comes to scoring, he just doesn't have that in his bag yet. Not yet. And I think I, I love, you know how much I love all three of these guys. Uh, when you're looking at, uh, potentially getting the best big man in the NBA, and, and it's an argument that, that can and should be made. I think Anthony Davis, Jokic, and Embiid are, are all one, two, three on any given day. And a young player at that, I think it's absolutely worth giving up those players as assets. To win now, you mentioned two things that I think are very important. LeBron is aging, and uh, and Anthony Davis is still young, and I think those two things are so vitally important because LeBron only maybe has two or three years left. I think he knows this: two or three years, good years left to go and win one more championship. And we, I've been saying this all season long since LeBron signed up. This year is not necessarily the year that matters. The next two years are the years where we're going to have to take whatever we possibly can to make the best possible team to compete with the Warriors or whoever else is out there to win a championship, to become the best team in the NBA. And I think when you look at Anthony Davis, I think even with giving rid of all three of those guys and, and making up a team of whatever else is left is a better place for us to start by looking to the offseason. Because you're absolutely right. Everybody else on that team is on a one-year deal. And so what that opens up is it opens up the possibilities of bringing in a, a Jimmy Butler or a Kemba Walker, Chris Middleton, all these other players. Clay Thompson has been very much in the talks now. And he, Supposedly. Would, be, he would be intrigued by – and uh, who, I'm sorry. Anyone would be intrigued by the opportunity to play with LeBron James and Anthony Davis. The one thing that I wanted to point out before we move on to the next team is that you mentioned LeBron hasn't played with a big man of this caliber yet, and I agree with that wholeheartedly. I would also say that outside of maybe Kyrie Irving, this is the most talented individual that he would have the, the potential to play with on his team. 100%. And I, what I don't want to assume is that just because LeBron hasn't played with a dominant big man, that it can't happen. Because I think a pick and roll where LeBron James is dribbling the ball and Anthony Davis is setting the screen is a nightmare for any NBA defense. And it's two points. I get it. That's two points, though. Where are your shooters? Anthony and Davis can hit threes. Sometimes he's an okay. A wide-open pick-and-pop three, I am confident in him shooting that. And like you said, we're going to have a lot of opportunity to bring in shooters. Doug McDermott can hit a wide-open three. There's guys that are in the NBA simply because they can hit threes. Like we watched the Atlanta Hawks beat the Clippers last night. Low and, low blow. And Drew. Kevin Herter, yeah. this fucking skinny right. redhead is a knockdown three-point shooter. It's not going to be the hardest thing to ever to find a knockdown three-point shooter to bring on our franchise. And so I am ready to You get- didn't do it this year though. You the, I mean nobody n- not one fucking shooter came to you. Kyle Korver was up, yeah. Jamal Crawford was up. There's I, a lot of players. Again, this is not the year. This has never been the year. All right, I'm with you on that. But I- And then the last thing I'll say is that with LeBron aging, we need someone to pass the torch to. L.A. Lakers have to have at least one staple on their franchise. We had Kobe for as long as possible. He passed the torch to nobody. And that's where the Lakers were in their darkest spot. Now LeBron has that torch. And hopefully the legacy will continue. And we continue to bring in top talent because they want to be a part of this franchise and they want to be in Los Angeles. I wouldn't... With all due respect to AD, and me and you kind of got into the talk last night about it. I'm just not a firm believer in giving up everything for somebody that 
Yes, he's extremely talented. He didn't go to the playoffs with Boogie. He played with the. He did go to the playoffs. They didn't play in the playoffs together. Demarcus went out with a Achilles injury, and then they were great before he went down. They were definitely going to make the playoffs. He's he's won one series in seven years. As dominant as he is, he hasn't done much. This team has been pretty much garbage until last season, though. That's the other side of that. The the other part of this narrative that that I want to just address one thing. Yeah, I think he's currently living. In a mansion with a chandelier and no furniture. In, I think in that's the, Anthony Davis's current situation. I th- and I think when he looks at the Lakers and the opportunity to play with LeBron and be in Los Angeles, uh, I think he's gonna he's gonna be overwhelmed with that opportunity to prove himself to this Lakers franchise. Of course, everybody wants to come to LA and play with uh, play on the Lakers with LeBron. Mm-hmm. I'm with you on that. Every well, 99 Paul George didn't want to do that, and Kawhi probably won't want to do that. Kawhi definitely but, won't. But I get what you're saying. Yes, everybody wants to come to L.A. This this is my transition into the next thing that I want to say. We'll get into the other teams here in a minute. It's just, to me, this is Anthony Davis in a small market, yet another superstar in a small market that's leaving the small market for the big market. And we've seen a lot of people do this. We just saw Kyrie do it. Uh, we're going to see Kawhi do it. Jimmy Butler's been trying to do it. We're losing a lot of these guys to the top five teams in the NBA. So I just really feel that like the Golden States and the Lakers and the fucking possibly Knicks. I don't even know how the Knicks get into conversations on this just because they're in New York. It's a horribly run organization. It's no I have tor- a scenario that, that that could work for the Knicks. Tell me. So getting into the other teams that, that we want to talk about, the Knicks can possibly put something out there that would pique Pelican's interest. And it has to do with Kristaps Porzingis. Oh, he would have to be involved. So you can package together a trade with like Porzingis, uh, Hardaway Jr., and I don't know, name another player. Knox? Kevin Knox or Alonzo Trier or something like that. You get those three guys and, and definitely some supplemental draft picks and you send them all packaged up to the Pelicans. I think the Pelicans would be intrigued by that, but it would have to be based on Porzingis's recovery and and uh, assumption of, of health and I ideally assumption that he would eventually take the amount of money that they'd be able to offer him and, and stay in New Orleans and what the Knicks could do there on the on the other side of that is they could turn that into we have Anthony Davis hey, yo Kevin Durant you want to come play for the Knicks and be, be on a team with Anthony Davis yo Kyrie Irving I, I heard Boston doesn't love you as much as you thought they would you want to come over here and play with the Knicks and be on a team with Anthony Davis Hey Jimmy Butler, uh, Philly. Where do you get all the Philly money, Drew? You. you can't just put no, all no, these no, fucking no, no. people. I don't together. mean all of them. I don't mean all of them. But when you're talking about the Knicks trying to put together a team that they've been trying to put together for 15 fucking years, I think they have a real proposition for the Pelicans to take a look at. And I think Davis wouldn't be necessarily opposed to going to the Knicks. This is all on the assumption that he actually does have other interests other than the Lakers in his mind. He said large markets that can compete. And the, and, the, and the Knicks would have the money to build a team around him as the pillar. The other team is Brooklyn, the Brooklyn Nets. We like them. They have some decent assets. Jared Allen is a nice piece. Uh, D'Angelo Russell is nice. Dinwiddie's nice. Uh, they have good components, and they have draft picks. They could also put together a package to bring Anthony Davis to New York, and that would change their franchise's course since they've moved to Brooklyn. But then what does that give you in Brooklyn? It gives you it gives you the Pelicans in Brooklyn. Right. But again, this is all leading to the opportunity to attract 
so, new talent. So why couldn't New Orleans ever attract new talent with because the they're talent? in New Orleans, not not in New York? I mean, that, and that's why I think this is bullshit. It's like if you're that great of a player, people should want to come play with you. You know what I mean? People should want to play with Anthony Davis. It shouldn't be okay. Well, they're in New Orleans or they're in New Orlando. If that's the case, Drew, then the NBA is in for a fucking really rude awakening, bro. Because now all I, that's been the case forever, though. No, I don't. Th- I don't think so. I mean, when's it, the last time a small market got signed a huge free agent? Can you even, Miami Heat? That's not. That's a big market. The Mi- when it wasn't Mi- Miami is a big market. <clears throat> Miami is a big market. So that's not that's not on the list. We're talking about small market teams. Portland Trailblazers. When the last time they they signed a huge free agent, right? Minnesota Timberwolves. They got Jimmy Butler in a trade. Like the list is very very long. The ones that that kind of toy around with that are Houston and Dallas and San Antonio, but those are all relatively small market in compared in comparison to the coastal teams that we're talking about. It's been a trend forever. I'm, I I get it. I I think this is me. I've had this conversation a few times, and I, maybe this is just me, dude. I just think the whole competitive nature of basketball is just going going to the shits, dude. It's going to the shits because it's like, okay, how are teams who are really good and maybe two two players away from being very competitive? The Sacramento Kings, you know what I mean? Like they're two, they're one. And they good, have no chance, no at chance getting any free agent, which is fucked up. That's what I'm saying. Like. What happened to the players that were just like, yeah, I want to fuck with these guys. I want to play with, with, with De'Aaron Fox and mm-hmm. like, uh, Bagley and all these guys. Like, what's going to happen with Milwaukee? Why can't, you know, you don't think people want to play with Giannis? Like, people definitely want to play they, with Giannis. They do, but then do they want to go to Milwaukee? Like, if Clay has the opportunity to play with LeBron in LA or Giannis in, in Milwaukee, he's obviously going to take LA. And then everybody's on this whole legacy thing again. And I think, my definition of legacy is different than a lot of other people's. Um, like, if you want to, like, to me, Anthony Davis going to the Lakers, playing with LeBron and winning a championship isn't a legacy for Anthony Davis. I think that's another just, it's a. Why do you keep holding that against players? I don't, that, that I, I don't know what do it is it. because I think the great players. Why do you do? look at LeBron's move to Miami so differently than this potential move for Anthony Davis to for, LA? It's, I think it's totally different because but why? It, I, I just feel that. And maybe maybe this is closer than you think because I mean Anthony Davis has played in New Orleans for seven years. Um, they really didn't put much talent around him. It's the same decision LeBron made, I, minus the yeah. I mean I, I get that. I get what he you're left saying. Cleveland for Miami and then won three rings with my, Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh. Yeah, but I, again, like they didn't know what it was. They didn't win the first year, and right. I just I, and maybe I'm backtracking a little bit on yeah. it because you are you are definitely making sense on this. Yeah, I just feel like the superstars. He tried forever, forever, and they gave gave him nobody in 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 Cleveland. LeBron, LeBron got nobody. Right. Um. So the best player that Anthony Davis has had on his entire franchise is a toss up between Eric Gordon, Rajon Rondo, and Drew Holiday and Boogie Cousins. But for half a season, it it is what it is. For half I, a season, I just think my legacy is like when you're that good. I just I'd like I would love to I would have loved to see Kevin Durant win a fucking title in OKC. There's a legacy. Um, see, that's the one thing that has gone against the trend is Paul George. Everyone assumed that he was going to go be a Laker mm-hmm. because obviously he fucking said it mm-hmm. a couple different times. Yeah, and so everyone on the Lakers franchise was like, "Oh, cool, we're going to have LeBron, we're going to have Paul George. This is going to be fucking dope." And he kinda, and then he stayed in the small market, right? So that is the backwards trend. When I ask you the question, who has possibly signed a deal? That hasn't been an extension. Paul George signed a huge deal to stay in Oklahoma City. And he's having an MVP season. So that would be like, honestly, outside of that, I don't think I can, like, I, I, I cannot think of a huge 
name, a huge talent that has decided to stay in a small market team. And I exclude Chris I, Weber. I forgot to exclude. Well, uh, no, Chris Weber stayed. Right, 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 right. I he guess got a deal. Kevin Garnett stayed. I meant. I'm, I guess when it comes to staying is different than than signing as a free agent to 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 sign up for that team to go to that team, not to stay because staying they offer they can offer you the most money and that's just advantageous. So I'm not including those things together. But when it comes to like a, a free agent leaving a team to go to a small market, I that's very rare. It's a very very rare thing. But when it comes to the Pelicans, for instance, mm-hmm. yeah, you got to feel bad. That's all you can do at this point. Like what they they tried their best. They got a really nice team. They did. They made a great trade for Demarcus Cousins. He fucking tears his Achilles, and we'll never know what, what could have happened in the playoffs as they played together. It's very unfortunate. Drew Holiday had an unbelievable season last year. Same with Rondo. Rondo played unbelievable as well. Everybody, that whole team was great, and Anthony Davis showed how good he is during the playoff series and during mostly during the, the the end of the regular season when you and I were sitting on this couch here saying Pelicans are done they're not going to make the fucking playoffs DeMarcus Cousins we just tore his that. Achilles yeah. and they and not only did they make the playoffs but they swept the they swept mm. the number 3 seed Portland Trailblazers last year when they probably shouldn't have done that and Anthony Davis just put his foot down I think uh, you're totally correct and I think I I'm being a little nostalgic and I need to get with the times as far as this is. I need to come to gr- to to grips with the fact that like this is what players are going to do, uh, and it started. I guess you could have say it started with the Celtics and KG and Ray yeah. and, and Paul and whatever. And this is the trend it is. But like when we were talking, I think one of the teams you were mentioning was the Clippers, right? I mean, you got well, in this conversation. So yeah, I, I had a couple other teams that I wanted to bring up, but the Clippers are absolutely one of them. They sh- if Anthony Davis wants to move to LA, guess who also is in Los Angeles? It's not only the Lakers. But I have zero I and I have zero. I have zero. Which is which is interesting to me. Right. Because so when it comes to why you're not interested in mm-hmm. Anthony Davis, is it because you want Kawhi? No, is it because, because you look, want other players? No, dude, cuz to me like what we give so they want Shea, they want Toby, they want Pat Bev, they want a pick. So then who the fuck is Anthony Davis coming to play with? Is it going to be Anthony Davis and Avery Bradley? How does that make us a better team? And I explained this to you yesterday, and we talked about this on the podcast last week. A big man, which we need. We are in need of a big man. Scoring, point guard, defense, we have everything else. We could use it. We could definitely use a superstar in Kawhi, and, and the probability of him being a clipper is a good one. It's not a great one. Nothing's written in stone. Kawhi can, can re-sign in Toronto if he wants to. But with Vukovic available and with the trade that was possibly on the table with Jerome Robinson and Marcin Gortat and a pick, that's the big man I want. We keep our young core. We keep Shea. We grow with the talent that we have. Tobias is finally coming into his his own. Gallo finally got hurt this year. We knew that shit was going to happen. He's been out seven games, but he's had a great fucking year. Uh, Pat Beverly is playing really good. We just inserted him back in the starting lineup. He's starting with Shea right now, and they're both playing really well together, minus last night losing to the fucking Hawks. I don't want to talk about it. But I don't want to give up the farm for somebody that I don't think is going to make us uh, better than we are right now. Mm-hmm. Do you feel what I'm saying on I that, I do, though? I do, and, and I, I want to address it because I think I think what you're saying isn't wrong, but I think there's a different way to look at it. And I think that's the that's I think the different lenses that we're looking at this issue, uh, especially when I talk about the Knicks and the Nets, and uh, I think the Bulls could make a play for Anthony Davis because he's a Chicago kid, and he could he could end up loving to be a Chicago Bull. 
He wears the number 23. I know he's a Michael Jordan fan. It would be unbelievable for him to go back home and play for the Bulls. Nobody's even said that about that. Nobody, but Nobody it, said that. The Bulls all. have an unbelievable amount of young talent and, and draft picks. So if the Pelicans are trying to take advantage of that, that's something they could do. I digress. The Clippers have an opportunity to attract a huge free agent this summer. I think this offseason, you're expecting a major player to be on the Clippers, correct? Do you think... Maybe whether that's Kevin Durant, whether that's Kai, Kai, Kawhi Leonard, you are expecting a large free agent signing this summer, right? I think the more I'm expecting us to be in the hat, definitely. At I, least in the conversation, we're definitely going to be in the conversation with I think all with all of those guys, right? Uh, you know, I even might even think Kyrie might be in that. Sure. I, I don't know. I I think they're going to entertain the Clippers. I think my most okay. important thing is to re-sign Toby because I think he's extremely important mm-hmm. and. To go after Kawhi. If- so the reason that I asked you that question mm-hmm. is because I think when when you're thinking about getting rid of Tobias and Shea and Gortat and, and a pick or whatever to get Anthony Davis and why you would shy back from that is because you have a pretty good team right now. But I am always looking at the idea of attracting the best possible talent. And right now the trend <clears throat> in the NBA is to go where talent is already. Already established talent is teaming up with other talent. So if you if you could make a play to bring Anthony Davis to your team, and then you go, hey Kawhi, come on back. We yeah, know you got that brand new house in Rancho Santa Fe. It's beautiful. It's only an hour and a half to get to Staples Center. Come play with Anthony Davis together. And I think it's even worth it's worth risking not having Tobias Harris on your team for next year. To get Anthony Davis in hopes that that would attract Kawhi Leonard. But we're already attracting Kawhi. Kawhi's been in the talks all summer. We don't, right now, we don't need it. He sees what we have. And we have really good young talent. I don't want to give up the farm. I just really don't. I, I, I think there's a few players in the NBA that I would do it for. Would I do it for Giannis? Yeah. I would. I'd do it for Giannis. Why is that? I just, I think, I, I would do it for him. I think he's that guy. He's durable. Huh. Uh, you know what I mean? Like he's. So you value Giannis more than Anthony Davis? I would, yes. I would, t- yes. So then who else would you do it for? Uh, Giannis, uh, LeBron three years ago, LeBron last year. <laughs> okay. You know what I mean? All right. Um, I wouldn't give up the farm. Like, I think. So it's just one player. No, for you. I think, look, dude, I think we really need to, we have Jerry West. I think free, this summer, dude, is free agency. People can sign wherever they want. I don't think we need to trade anybody, dude. Anybody at this moment, we might got to have to clear cap room, but the fact that we're already in the conversation for a lot of these guys, I don't know. I just don't think giving up Shea, who I love, and I think a lot of people are realizing how good he is, um, it wouldn't be worth it. I, I just feel like we can win in free agency. I mean, what do you get if, if we get Kawhi and Aunt Davis, but we don't have Toby and Shea and all these other guys, then what do we got? We just got Kawhi and Aunt Davis, which is good. But it's not great. See, this is where I think I think you're underestimating how much money these teams have to spend. It's a lot of money. They yeah. have a lot of money. Yeah. And I you're right. It would you would have your two max slots filled, but you would you might still have enough money to keep Danilo Gallinari, uh, maybe re sign Tobias if he takes no, a takes a we slight won't. takes a slight pay cut. Gallo makes twenty five million. I think Tobias Harris would significantly ponder taking a slight pay cut to play with Anthony Davis and Kawhi Leonard, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, he ponder so, it. He what, turned down eight. And and I and I and I like the idea that you're saying that they're in the conversation for these players. But the way to be 
uh, at the table instead of in the conversation and shaking hands with somebody is by having someone already on your on your franchise, which is why LeBron coming to the Lakers was so huge, right? It's why, uh, you know, hopefully for you, you, you will land Kawhi for the Clippers and then attract other players because the goal isn't to just get Kawhi for you and then you're there because that doesn't make you a championship but why team. do i want other players we're look whatever happened to growing and being in the system i like pat bev i like avery bradley i like toby i like these guys do and you think you're a championship franchise with the team that you have right now plus Kawhi? we're in i think we're in the mix definitely that's a it's kind of a yes or no do you think you yes. can beat the warriors with the team that you have assembled right now Plus Kawhi, I think we can challenge them. Yes. Okay. One hundred percent. I don't. I don't I think believe we're, that. We're definitely. I don't see that. Well, we're missing the big man. Right. And that's where we got to get the big man. And it, that's Anthony Davis. It's not Anthony. We're I don't back want, in the circle. No, but like I mentioned, like I said to you yesterday. Yeah. It's not necessarily. I don't need the best fucking big man. I need somebody that's going to be. We did well with DJ, and DJ was not the best big man in the NBA. He was the like the best defensive big he, man. He in was the good NBA for a long. time. He was good. Yeah. He was a liability in a lot of times. Sure. Though. We've never, ever in our life had a good big man. Clippers, ever. Now, Chris Kamen, all-star. He, yeah, he was all right. Well, <laughs> God damn it. Yeah, it you is. can't be undercutting Chris Kamen I like just that. Don't I think, won't stand for I it. Don't, I liked Caveman. That was my guy. <laughs> um, shout out to you, Chris. I just don't necessarily think we need the two biggest stars because okay. uh, I, I would. I think the Vukovic thing was, a, was great. That's yeah. the kind of big I man I want. I still think that's a really good deal. But I, I think it's funny that you'd be willing to get rid of like Gallo. I didn't and, say that. And who who, who? It was Jerome Robinson, Marcin Gortat, and a pick for Vukovic. Oh, that's 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 not, when you said sign the deal. And I thought it's there done. was one more thing. No. Oh, that's that's, that's a son. And then there's our big man. That's really easy, right? I don't know why that hasn't. I mean, unless you actually are going to make a play for Anthony Davis, I don't know what's holding that. I don't up. think. I, honestly, Drew, you asked about I don't know being. That's you asked about being at the table. Yeah, I don't think we're going to be at the table for Anthony Davis. I don't think that's going to happen. Okay, one, and I that's th- fair. I think we have our eyes set on Kawhi, which right. I like, and and I'm not going to sit here and tell you Kawhi coming to our team is going to we're going to win fucking three championships. Right. But he brings a different dynamic, and I don't want to spend any more time talking about the Clippers on this. I have, I got one other team that, <clears throat> okay. that we that we have Raptors? yet to mention. No, the Golden really? State Warriors. Oh God, here we go. They are phenomenal <laughs> at pulling deals out of their ass. If they do it, Drew, they're phenomenal uh, at pulling deals out of their ass. Now they're in a position to really look at their roster and go, "Well, fuck, what is this worth?" Right. And if they're on the fence about whether or not Clay would stay, and if they're on the fence about whether or not Kevin Durant would stay, and they go to Steph and they go to KD and they go, look, are you more inclined to stay if we keep Clay and Draymond and just have this team and run it back with DeMarcus? We re-signed DeMarcus and somehow? You can't. Let's just say that. Let's just say that. Are you more inclined... To stay, if we bring Anthony Davis, it's you, Anthony Davis, Steph, and then they get rid of. They have to get rid of Clay, Draymond, and they can't get rid of Demarcus this year. But they'd have to eventually let him go. And if he says, "I would stay if you bring Anthony Davis," they're going to shake some shit up. I think. I'm not putting that against them at all. I don't think they should. I think the team that they have right now is outrageous, and and they're so much better than any other team in the NBA. Like with hands down, they are so much better than any other team in the league right now. Uh, I, they, I think they've won 12 in a row, something like that. And I, I called it uh, about a month ago. I said, if he comes, if, if DeMarcus comes back, they could win 20 to 25 in a row. And I think we might see that happen. But 
Don't think for a second that Bob Myers isn't over there trying to scheme a way to get Anthony Davis in a Warrior jersey. I think he'll be at the table. You yep. know what I mean? But again, guys, we, we and Drew, we you can't. There isn't you. You can't have a one billion dollar payroll. You like, can if you're it, willing to pay. No, uh, if yeah, you're will, and they have billionaire owners. Yeah, I get it, Drew. Steve but, Ballmer's a billionaire. Yeah, but we. I mean, yes, we're we're a little over the tax. I think we are the the cap. Uh, that's something I didn't bring up though. I think mm. uh, Boogie. We're definitely going to look at Boogie this summer too. Uh, Everyone's going to be looking. At I know. Boogie. They, I think I, obviously Golden State can pull anything out of their ass, and if they got Anthony Davis, like Jesus Christ, seriously. They, this is the thing. If they if they did that, they 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 really would have to get rid of. It, it, I think it would be Clay Draymond and then something else. And then you're giving up your your heart, bro. Like, right. You're well, and up- I don't think that's worth it to them. Honestly, I really don't think that they should make a play for for Anthony Davis right, right now. Right. But if if the Pelicans hold off until this summer and don't take the Lakers advances or whatever mm-hmm. other advances other teams can combine mm-hmm. uh and they wait to see what Boston has to offer and they think Clay is waffling or they think Katie's waffling, then they will go hard I personally, after Anthony Davis. I personally think that's the smartest move for the Pelicans. Is to wait for the summer, dude. I really do. So just... that that that's a nice rounded way to to kind of bring it all home. Mm-hmm. What do you think is actually going to happen? What's your call? What do you think is actually going to go down? My call is you make the trade with the fucking Lakers. If I can get the whole bag, do it before the trade deadline. This get, get, let's do it. As long as long as AD. So that's gonna, what you think is going to happen. I think that's the best case scenario for both teams. Yeah, no, I think that's a good call. I, that's my call too. I think the I think the Lakers were burned by Paul George. Uh, I think Magic felt like he looked a little silly in that moment. Mr. Magic Johnson snaps his fingers and something should happen. And Paul George is still on the Oklahoma City Thunder, killing it right now, destroying it, playing the best basketball. He's I've MVP seen. candidate right he now. He's playing outrageous basketball. And so I think because of that, the Lakers are going to be as aggressive as they possibly can to get this deal done before the trade deadline and dead all these other rumors and other teams being a possibility. And... I'm happy with that. I want it. Let's do it. Let's bring him here. You're about we're going to have life. Anthony Davis and LeBron James, and we're going to make a fucking run. And you're going to get Clay? Maybe. Are you going to call them the Clakers? I see. Here's the thing. Uh-oh. Are you going to call them the Clakers? No, I'm not calling Shout them the Shout out Clakers. to my boy, Big Whoop. That's so funny. He hit me up on that today. The I'm Clakers. using it. That's mine, though. It's mine. The Clakers. Trademarked. So, you know, yes, I would love to take Clay also, and then you have LeBron, Clay, and Anthony Davis. That's a, That's a squad. But I do think Chris Middleton or Kemba Walker fills out that third role that we're looking for really nicely. These guys are getting paydays, though, dog. Yeah. Paydays. But that's what I'm saying. People will take pay cuts to win a ring and to come play with LeBron and Anthony I don't know, bro. Especially with – I don't know, dude. Uh I mean, I get what you're saying. We have have money. We have enough money to pay both of them. Yeah, but Kemba now is at the top of his game. This is Mm – if he's ever going to get the payday, it's it's now. Right. So those players have to analyze, is it worth – Leaving, you know what it, what amounts to thirty or forty million dollars on the table. Fuck, that's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. That's a lot of money. But it, you probably could make that up <clears throat> in endorsement deals after you win your second championship here in L.A. I, I don't know. I don't, I'm don't, I'm fucking I'm so excited about it because I haven't. You know, it's been it's been a rough time to be a Laker fan. Stop. What do you mean stop? This is a great. This is a great great time to be a Laker fan for. Not you. for the last five years. <clears throat> I'm talking about in recent years. Uh, a Laker fan that actually doesn't. You know, just jump on the bandwagon because we have LeBron. The Laker fans that came out of hibernation, I have no respect for. The Laker fans that 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 threw away their jerseys uh, when Kobe retired and now are picking them back back up again because we have LeBron and hopefully Anthony Davis. Go fuck yourselves. The Laker fans that were there when we were shit, like myself, 
This is a great time. This is what the Lakers are about. This is what we do. We bring in top talent from all over the fucking league. And they play for us, and we win fucking championships. And it's great to see us back, hopefully, getting this guy and back on the fucking top. And if we get him this year, anything's possible. I don't, I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it at all. I think you need your young talent. You need shooters, bro. This is a three-point shooting league. If you don't have shooters, you're not winning an NBA title. You're hilarious. You are the funniest person ever. Because you're, you are over here... I don't know, every single podcast saying that the Lakers have a chance to win the title yes. as they're constructed now. Yes! So what changes then? You have no... Sh- we, we get better with Anthony Davis. I don't think so. See, that's just wrong. I don't think so. We're definitely a better team with Anthony Davis. Who is your... <laughs> then name, name name your... Well, it depends on what ha- we have to give. It depends on... Uh, you have, ain't got... There the is nobody are. left after Anthony Davis and LeBron James, and they cannot play 48 minutes a game every single night, and they can't shoot. We're only going to have two players on the team? You tell me the rest of them, bro. You got Svi coming in there to get mad buckets. Wide open threes. I wouldn't. That's not hard for him to hit. I would like to. Josh would, Hart can hit wide open threes. If he's not Caldwell included in the Pope deal. Pope can hit wide open threes. Mm. Rajon Rondo would be on the team still because he can't go back to the Pelicans. True. That, that can't happen. happen. So you still got Rondo. Mm-hmm. Is that enough for you? No. That's not enough for you. No. And we're worse off because we, that's, see that, that doesn't make any sense. It makes total sense. Mm -mm. Kuzma is, Kuzma is the best player by, besides LeBron on your team. Kyle Kuzma. And Anthony Davis, and Anthony Davis is about to be the the next best player. This is why we get better. Hurt Anthony Davis. That's why we get better. I don't understand. You just made my case. No. Our best player right now, other than LeBron, is Kyle Kuzma. Mm. And that goes, that changes to Anthony Davis. And yet we're worse. That doesn't make any sense. Mm. Doesn't make any sense. Well, I'm fucking for it. I'm so excited. I hope it happens. Uh, I'll celebrate. I will. I don't know. I'll pop a bottle of champagne. I don't know what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna buy. A, I don't know what number he's gonna play because LeBron's got 23. Oh, so yeah. he may maybe have to go to 32 or. Oh no, you can't work. Can't 32. do 32. It's magic. Maybe magic will let him. Maybe that'll, no, that'll be part stop, of the deal. Stop. He'll unretire the jersey. Anyway, hey, no, I, I, I fucking love it. Let's go, Anthony I, Davis. It'll be big. It'll be great seeing Anthony Davis yeah. on Orlando this year. That'll be great. It's just like <laughs> a one-year rental. <laughs> we'll see how that goes. Couple things before we go. Okay. Dude. Uh, Kevin Durant said that he will will be in OKC for Nick Collison's uh, jersey oh, retirement, yeah. and I thought that was really cool. And you know how KD like just plays a lot of shit off. I don't think people really understand like. Dude, how, Nick Collison is the shit. He's the shit, and people fucking love him. You know? I, it's just crazy how long ago he was at Kansas with Kirk Heinrich. Kirk Heinrich. Do you remember how good that team was? Yeah, they had a great squad. Holy shit. And, yeah, he's been in the league. I, I, it's crazy because I was thought, on the Sonics. I thought he retired like four years ago. He's been he's been riding the pine. Uh, yeah, a lot. he's been wearing a lot of a lot of suits on the sideline there. Well, not not a whole lot of jerseys. Kevin Durant said, you know, it's about time for us to let go of all this extra stuff and just come together, especially for this time because it's Nick. Like, yeah. and if you remember what Russell Westbrook said about Nick Collison, like they fucking love this guy. Every, they're going to retire his jersey. He deserves it. One hundred percent. You know, it's very much like a Udonis Haslam thing for them. He's the Udonis Haslam of the Thunder. Yeah, uh, and yeah. and both both guys are deserving of the jersey retirement. And Collison will probably be color commentary for the rest of his life. He's like, got a he job. Just... He has job security. Right. If he wants to be on the coaching staff, he can do it. If he wants to be color commentary, he can do it. Right. Uh, front office aspirations, no problem. Like, I'm sure he's already started to transition into that role <laughs> over the last couple right. of seasons. But I love it. And I, and I, I sincerely hope that Kevin Durant's presence doesn't take away for the moment. Right. And, and that there's not like booze or some weird shit that happened. Because it's a special moment for Nick. for Nick. And if and if Kevin thinks that there's going to be that issue, he should remove himself from it. 
he shouldn't draw attention to, to the him. situation negatively. Do you think Harden goes too? Absolutely. I mean, I, I think they're, I think everyone that's met Nick Collison yeah. loves Nick Collison and will be there. They should put the band back together, basically. Yeah. I yeah. mean, Kirk Heinrich will be there too. I'm with that. Uh, All Star, uh, Thursday night, there is, the, is the draft that we've been waiting for. The, the Giannis it's, and LeBron. It's this Thursday? Draft. Yeah, it's Thursday. Woo! I can't, I can't wait. It's oh, gonna be a lot of fun. Oh, baby. Uh, it's also Clippers Lakers that night. I'm having a yep. uh, little shindig at my crib. If you know where I live in San Clemente, you are invited. Just make sure to bring beer. And bring a uh, chair. And bring a chair because there's not a lot of room here and I have to be in the There's gonna be a seat. bunch of people. There's gonna be a bunch of people. Here. And, and to, to, Tobias Harris will be announced an NBA All-Star on Thursday night, hopefully. Drew, did you see? Uh, Steven Adams do his version of the Eurostep. The, they, they're calling it the Aussie hop. Oh, that's fucking great. Hop. He's from New Zealand. I called it that. He's from New Zealand. But are they Aussies in New Zealand? No, they're, they're Kiwis. Is that what they, Kiwis? Kiwis. Oh, is that what they are? That's, it's the, it's the bird. Oh. It's a, it's a Kiwi. So oh. they're not Aussies, but it's okay. He would probably slap you across Kiwi the face. Kiwi crow hop? Yeah. That, that, that's better. I like, I like that. that better. And it made me think, uh, first of all, it was a hilarious clip. And Steven Adams again, <laughs> one of my favorite players of all time. In the NBA right now. I'll take and Steven Adams over Anthony Davis. Go. <laughs> Go. <laughs> Go. Just keep, 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 continue going. I, it made me think of All-Star Weekend and how the skills challenge should just be only big men. Oh, that It be should great. be only big men doing hilarious stunts and like you have to do behind the back dribbles. and You got to do the hard and do step the back. Euro step back and all that. And that's I think that is something that NBA should take a listen to. And maybe, uh, you know, fuck this, all this point guards doing bounce yeah. passes into nets. Yeah. Nobody gives a shit about that. Yeah. Let's go see, uh, Steven Adams run around for, for a minute and a half and see what happens. Last but not least, uh, I thought this was bullshit. And this is why the NBA is like on my shit list right now. Just Uh-oh. because everything's a show, bro. Everything's a show from the NBA <laughs> draft to even like just everything is a show. Okay. I'm over this shit. All right. Uh, three point contest. Okay. They're letting Dirk in, which I think is awesome. That's great. Yeah. If anybody deserves to be in it, you should be in it, Dirk. Yeah. You've been, you, you know what I mean? You're the yeah. OG, first ballot Hall of Famer. But our guy, Davis Bur- uh, uh, Bertrands. Bertrands. San Antonio. Who, San Antonio Spur, shooting 49% from three. Yeah. Dude's a lights out killer. Uh, didn't get in because of quote unquote lack of shots. He's right. taken 179. But they're going to let Dirk in, who's taken 47. Right, that's legacy. That's a legacy. legacy pick. But then they let Seth Curry in, who's taken 131. Now, I get it. Yeah, that's the Curry. It's the Curry last yeah. name. Bertrand's doesn't ring a bell. I get it, but I don't fuck with that. I don't think I'm that's... with you. I'm with you. That's It's bullshit. But it's always been a meritocracy like that. Like, they're, they're always going to pick the bigger name, the bigger profile. Seth Curry ain't a big name. It's but because the, they're in Charlotte. No, the, he is a big name. Seth Curry is not a big name. Curry is a big name. S- Steph Curry is a big name. Andy nobody, Curry is a big name. Nobody, people love Aisha. People love Riley. People love everyone in their nobody family. Nobody gives a fuck about Seth, Seth Curry, bro. Yeah, I think they do. No, they More don't. so than Bertrand's. I, no. Yeah. Well, maybe. Seth Curry know. has a bigger bubble than Bertrand's. Well, nobody cares about Bertrand's is huge in, uh, in I, Slovenia. Shit, I, don't, uh, I don't know where he's Latvia. from. Latvia. Is he from Latvia? Yeah, I think he's Lithuanian. He's, he, so him and Porzingis are the biggest guys out there. Uh, it, but... Yeah, dude, it's a no-brainer for the NBA to choose Seth Curry over Bertrand. It's, I think it's bullshit. I think it's if, bullshit too. If he can't get in for lack of shots, and this and Seth Curry has fifty less shots than him, no, that's what I'm saying. It's legit bullshit. Okay. Yeah, no, I'm 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 a hundred percent agreeing with that. But what I'm saying is that it, it from marketing standpoint, 
Yeah, I it, get it's it. a clear decision. It's Charlotte, like yeah, whatever. Yeah. I'm just a little pissed. Yeah, I want Dirk to win it anyways. Yeah, I think it'll be Steph. I mean, Steph already has 200 threes this Jesus year. Jesus Christ, bro, dude! This, this is thing. something that I wanted to. I actually wanted to talk to you about. I have a crazy stat right now. I have a crazy stat too. Go. Who has the most three pointers in a single season uh, ever in the history of the NBA? One season. Who is it? Who's the player? We just talked about his brother, Steph. Yeah. Okay. How many do you think is the most ever made? In a season? In one season. Uh, let's say 350. It's close. Steph Curry, mm-hmm. in 2016, made 402 threes. Okay? Is that the most ever? That's the most ever by a landslide. Right. The next highest total is also Steph Curry at 326. That means one year he made 74 more, more. threes. Then the year that was the by far the the record setter. That's insane. the only one other than Steph who's hit more than three hundred in a season is Clay, and everyone else is well below like in that. the hundreds. No, well, I mean Ray Allen hit like two hundred and seven, right? Seven two hundred and sixty, two hundred seventy. But that blows my fucking mind. Let me blow it more. Four hundred and two threes, and the next one, no one has even come after three hundred and twenty-six. This is today's NBA, Drew, and this is going to blow your mind more. He's already on pace for that. He's on pace to beat that this year. That is a great stat. He's on pace to have four hundred and ten. This correlates with exactly what you're saying. Okay. Okay. And here, I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you a stat. 1980 season. Three-point attempts in the 1980 season. Oh, I think I saw this. 5,003 attempts in that season. Yeah. 2017, 2018. Yeah. Did you see? Do you know this answer? I, yeah, I saw it. You did see it? I saw the post. God damn it. Say it. 71,337. Right. I think attempts. the Rockets attempted 5,000 threes last year. <laughs> I feel like they did. That's that's where the <laughs> NBA is going, bro. And this is why I just keep saying, if you ain't shooting, bro, you ain't winning. So, I mean, Steph, shout out to Steph. And it'd be great if Dirk beat Steph in the three-point contest. That'd be really cool. You know you know why? Steph should wear a Dirk jersey. Do you know why they want Seth in that competition? Is because there's a chance that Steph and Seth have to shoot for the win. I don't know. Dramatic. And the, and the, and the brothers yeah. rivalry, and they grew up in Charlotte. Wah, wah. That's Let Dell in it, too, then. Put Dell in it. Dirk, Dell, Seth. Bring Dell. Bring Aisha. We bring the whole fucking family, bro. They're oh, they're all going to be there. You they're know probably, that. Yeah, they're all. Be they're probably, there. The, the mayor will probably give them all a key to the city. <laughs> hey, we'll be here next week though for episode sixty three. Yeah. Uh, really quick. I went to the corner store yesterday. We got a local corner oh, store, yeah. Fred's Market. My homie up there, his name's Joel. Really cool cat. I'm in there every day picking up chips, soda, like getting all my stuff. He's a big fan of the show. This dude had an awesome little art piece he made us. It's a Clips, Clips and Drew original piece. It's up on my wall right now. I'm Yo, looking at it. It is so sick. It's so sick. <laughs> and you know, it's just it just shows us that we're coming so far, bro. Like our Instagram page is blowing up at Clips and Drew. Yeah. Um Drew uh Drew's personal page at Drew the Right Thing. I'm at Clips555. Uh, we post the best content daily. Like our page is literally blowing up, getting bigger every single day. Uh, as we say in every episode, everybody keeps sending us screenshots of them listening to the episodes. We're getting way more engagement. People are giving us ideas and, you know, we're just, we're, man, I just love doing this. Do you love doing this? I do. And we're getting the response that we want, dude. Yeah. And it's all because of the people that are listening to us. So just keep that shit popping. But we're going to take them out with, uh, with something hot. And I think it's only, it's only fitting, bro. We're going to take them out with Slaughterhouse. Okay. Microphone. This beat is so hard, dude. 
So follow through with Clips and Drew. It's the True Players Podcast, and we're ghosts. Anthony Davis for life. Too many Indians and no cheese. I pull out the pistol when I'm no peace. I'm the blueprint. I had your clothes looking like they was designed by bullet holes and shoe prints. When I bless a joint, it's like Spock came up in the spot and grabbed the beat by the pressure point. I got the folk in touch. I tell my bitch I'ma give up drinking when she give her emotions up. Too many enemies and no killers. Too many that hate snitching but no squillers. I get stacked. I blam hard with the click clack. That Antarctica wrist rap. I spit crack for y'all niggas to get dope. Y'all gotta wait for the transporter to get back. So who's the illest? What you talking about? Die hard like you Bruce or Willis when I shoot to kill it. Too many hood guys, not enough good guys. The way you say pussy in plural is pussy. I don't be fucking around on that microphone. When I'm kicking them flows. On that microphone, like the illest nigga is holding that microphone. I put my heart and my soul in that microphone. I put it down on that microphone. Turn up the motherfucking sound on that microphone. But turn it down if you weak on that microphone. Lame nigga shouldn't speak on that microphone. My ultrasound showed me holding a microphone. That's all my mama, I was born with a microphone. Groupies love cooking on the microphone. Like James Brown, I'ma die on the microphone. Too many rappers need to leave this Alone. They on the same bullshit that Mike was on. You're looking at the unseen, listening to the unheard. I kill your career with one word. You're verbally flirting with murder. You got some nerve. I lift your skirt like a young perv. Knock them out. We the mob. Homie, who need a job? Plus, I'm so fly. Tell Derek Fisher I need a lob. Too many in this industry I need to rob. And if eating niggas made you obese, I'd be the blob. Fuck props, nigga. This a different conquest. Listen to Siri spit and think it's a pissing contest. I'm in it for power. If cowards try to stop me, they better off using a fishing pole to reel in the Loch Ness. Yes, I got a barrel out of spot wussy. If you are what you eat, how come I'm not pussy? You little niggas better come off that microphone. I'm educated, but I'm dumb on that microphone. Don't even bother, you get done on that microphone. I'll turn a father to a son on that microphone. I'm a revolver in a slum on that microphone. And selling songs, I don't need no microphone.